0: the biggest things I hear from you is that you don't have time to take photos throughout the day. You're busy seeing patients or clients virtually, and you just don't stop to think, Hey, I should snap a picture of that. So we always, always, always recommend that you have a professional photo shoot done with a photographer at least once a year. We have some clients that do it more frequently. We have some that do it maybe every other year, but you at least need to do one really good shoot a year. This is so helpful for so many reasons, because I know a lot of you aren't working with great lighting in your office, or maybe you're, you know, don't really love your office setup if you're working from a home office. And the beauty of having a photographer is they are skilled in working with all of these things. So I know it can seem kind of overwhelming to think, well, where do I even start with setting up a brand photo shoot? And so today's episode is with my photographer, Anna Lisa, and she is gonna go over step by step how to find a photographer, prepare and all that jazz. Bonus tip, I can't remember if I say this in the episode or not, but bonus tip, set up a tripod and do some filming. While you're already, your hair and makeup's done. And then you've got some awesome B roll to use in your reels. So, as always, I can't wait to hear what you think about this episode. And as you get your professional photos in, tag me in them. And I can't wait to see. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollykahill.com slash podcast. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the show. You are actually my photographer. When I lived in Pensacola, you did my last brand shoot for me and they were amazing. And I'm so happy to have you. Thanks for coming.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm super excited and I miss you. And I wish we were both in the same city so we could hang out more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, talk about uh, one of the things about a photo shoot is I feel like the subject has a tendency to feel awkward and even me who like I was a cheerleader, I did pageants like and I still am just like oh god. But you do a really good job of making people feel comfortable especially oh, when <laughs> here uh where were we at like the country club thing and the people are like peeking through the windows like what are you doing here?
1: <laughs> mhm. Oh yeah. That was a blast. I feel like any session, I'm just like a hundred percent hype girl for whoever is in front of my camera. Even if I feel like I'm not doing a good job and like, I need to be directing more, I'm still going to make someone look bomb.com just by being like, yes, you're killing it. Keep going. Keep going.
0: No, you were so good. You're such a good hype girl. So that's, you know, worry number one to get out of the way is most photographers are like really good hype girls. And they're not just going to be like, stand there with a camera and say, Here you go. Yep,
1: figure it out.
0: Yeah, let's start at the beginning. So, why do you? I can and I can chime in why I think so too. But as a photographer, from your lens, sorry, that was really cheesy. (laughs) Why do you think people need professional brand photographers? And remember, you know, we're talking to like a lot of health coaches. We got like brick and mortar chiropractors, like functional medicine,
1: all this kind of stuff. For sure, I really think. Any professional, if you're starting your business, if you've been doing it for a while, if you just opened your brick and mortar storefront, it's really important to have these images because a branding session is more than just your headshots. Mm -hmm. We are focusing more on, you know, your office space. If you have one, your personality is going to shine through in the pictures, your approach to whatever services you're providing your services in general. And it's going to really allow you to connect with that client instead of just a fun headshot on your about me photo. And these images can be used on all sorts of parts of your business, which I'm sure we will continue to talk about in the future. Yeah. yeah. And from
0: a marketing standpoint, I just feel like it just kind of up levels your professionalism just a bit. And no longer does Instagram have to be this place where you have the perfect pretty grid anymore. It's not about that. It's more about, and I don't want this to be what they call procrastinating either. You know how some people will be like, well, I don't have photos yet, so I can't start mm. doing XYZ." Yes. No, this is not that. Take a car selfie until you get your photos. Like start That's start right. with any action, okay? So I, I want to just preface with that. Don't Don't think you have to wait until you have photos for any of this to happen but it can really just to me it it gives this little subconscious signal you probably don't even your viewers don't even realize that they're getting of like it's just a little elevated because how many times Absolutely. like let's say you're brick and mortar and you have fluorescent lights and you're trying to take a photo and it just looks like crap like i just i don't know how to make that look good mm-hmm. but that's where the genius of a professional comes in
1: <laughs> i think on top of that the procrastinating launching any sort of business. I feel that I literally, whenever I was preparing for this podcast, I was organizing my office and I found a drawer full of t-shirts because I wanted to start t-shirt printing. So I feel that. And you want to know the exact thing that was holding me back, not having images. So it is extremely important. And just like you said, iPhone photos are perfect to begin. And I've seen a lot of successful coaches and marketing strategists Just work with iPhone photography. But I think whenever you're starting your business, it's kind of hard to put into words what your brand statements are, your voice, what resonates with your audience, who is your audience. And just going through the process of this branding session, all the preparation that you kind of do to begin with with your photographer, and then actually being really confident in front of the camera is just growing that confidence and passion for the business and proving to yourself and your audience that you are an expert and that you've invested into yeah. the business.
0: So I want to make that distinction. I want to go back to what you said about headshots, because I think that's really important. Mm. I've had a few clients who I got real excited because they're like, oh, my photo session is next week. I can't wait. I'll give you all the images. And then I get the gallery and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Because Yes. <laughs> yes. Y'all, y'all didn't see what Anna was just doing, but she was doing the whole like Olin Mills po- post what, yes. you, that's what we had growing up Olin Mills. I don't know what it was where you were like portrait innovation. Very your, Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and a few of those are fine. Right. But I, I think you need to be like literally pretending and, or actually doing the thing you do. If you do video calls, you need photos of you doing the video calls. If you adjust patients, you need photos, adjusting patients. And yes. well, we can talk about like social media releases in the legal part of it later, but I just want to make that important when you said the thing about headshots it's not even something I thought about bringing up but that is super important that you don't just want to go somewhere with like a backdrop and a chair and that be your whole right for this type of photography we're talking about
1: <laughs> yes it's definitely going to look a little bit like stock photography like if you were to google chiropractor adjuster you're going to see a lot of similar poses that you're going to be doing in your branding session but it's going to look a lot more authentic the photographer's going to direct you and prompt you to do certain things. So it looks really natural and you can still see, you know, aspects of your personality through the images, instead of like grabbing something from Google and trying to plaster that on your website.
0: Yeah. One of my clients, she actually does it. Obviously she lets me know ahead of time, but she does it during normal clinic hours. She doesn't even, wow. oh, that's pretty. she's like, yeah, I just schedule my patient to like, you know, they've all signed some type of social media release. Um, go. she's like, it's so, she said, it's so funny because the moms who normally come in with no makeup and, you know, four day old unwashed hair and sweats and then they come in <laughs> like with their hair curled and, and all of that. But, uh, she's like, yeah, that's the easiest way for her to do it, but really you mm-hmm. can do it any way that, that suits you. So I just wanted for to sure. make that distinction, but so how do people find a photographer? What's your favorite
1: advice for that? I think right now still the easiest way to find one is Instagram. Whether it's <laughs> whether it's just using hashtag, you know, your city brand photographer. Sometimes that can be a little too niche. Maybe broaden it a little bit. Hashtag your city works. photographer. Yeah. Even if you just take out the brand part and you just start gazing through any sort of photographer in your area, um, I think that's probably the best way. Another great way is just looking at other professionals to see who they're using. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like your firsthand review, because if you're liking what you're seeing in those images, then it's going to most likely (laughs) your images should look similar to what that, that product looks like. So it's a great way to be like, okay, I like how that looks let's, let's hire that person. Yeah,
0: I mean, and even your Instagram is mostly like a wedding. You're do. You, so that's actually another great question. I didn't even think about before, let's say you're in a small town and you're like, Oh, nobody around here does brand photography. Mm-hmm. I know local Facebook moms groups are always great places, but a lot of that is going to be like more family photography. Is there anything mm-hmm. that people should look for when they're like, Oh, this person just photographs families on the, in the park. So is this going to translate? I mean, I guess it depends on the person. It's probably really wrong. Yeah.
1: I think just from like a technical standpoint, if you're seeing their Instagram and there's like no flash photography or there's nothing indoors, maybe ask to see a couple galleries <laughs> if they're not super That's familiar with taking point. photos in an office. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, just reaching out to them because I I do promote it. Um but it's kind of like just word of mouth. So it's not on my website right now. And it's not on my um, Instagram. You know, that's such a good point. Cause my friend Sabrina, she only uses natural light.
0: So if you have, so she's even said to me before, she was like, you don't want me doing your brand photos. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. That's a great litmus test or like great question to ask your photographer is like, how, you know, how are you with indoor lighting? Especially if you have fluorescent lighting and not a lot of windows.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you can always go
0: outside your office, right? It's just, that just kind of almost defeats the purpose of having this peak behind who you are. For sure.
1: I mean, I think having the images in your office, that's definitely important. If you notice, there's not that many brand photographers around who are familiar with photographing in that sort of an environment with no windows, a good place to look would be like a real estate photographer. They're pretty strong with like their flash. That's a great idea. Yeah. Or you could always rent out like a photo studio. If your town is too small and they don't have that, they might have a fitness studio, like a little yoga or Pilates studio. It's usually just like a plain room and you can bring some elements from your office, the folding table, if you're doing adjustments, actually, I don't know if that folds, but you know what I mean?
0: some people have portable tables. Yeah. Not everybody does, but okay. that's a great point because I've seen some yeah. people who've used like, you know, like the, like cool, like brick wall, you know, and just brought some elements from their office in. So yeah, I think they're, I mean, sure. like when you and I did our shoot, you didn't do, I've done them in my home before, um, years mm-hmm. and years ago, I did some brand brand shoot in my home and they were great when you and I did, um, we did them at a golf course and then we went to Starbucks. That's right. So, yeah, it
1: can. And then Thankfully, the, the furniture was nice and neutral. It looked very coastal. It was super bright. The walls were nice and just a crisp white. There wasn't that much texture, a little bit of staircases, all sorts of fun details like that. I think if you're going to just go in a public place like the golf course or Starbucks, just make sure it's either like super neutral. So you can bring elements like in your clothing or your props if you're bringing that. Or find something that has like your brand colors already involved. So if there's a coffee shop in town and it's like teal and gold and that's your vibe, maybe see if you can shoot in there.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I would argue, I mean, every photographer I've ever worked with has known all of these. I would, I was like, Anna, where are we going to do my photos? You're like, oh, we're going to go here. I was like, okay, I didn't even know this (laughs) place existed. And it was like three miles down the road from me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've done some shoots too, like downtown, like when I lived in California, like Vista, like on main street. And that mm-hmm. was fun. Like there was like a fountain in the sidewalk and the road. And yeah, so it doesn't have to be in your office, but just as somebody who runs 25 social media accounts, a lot of those being chiropractors from our view, it makes our jobs a lot easier, which means even if you're not outsourcing, it'll it'll make your job a lot easier. If you just have these images that way, like if you're talking about pregnancy and chiropractic, you want to have a picture of you adjusting a pregnant woman and just make sure, because so much of the feedback I get from my clients is I'm so busy seeing patients or clients all day. I don't think to stop and take a photo. I'm like, well, that's normal. Like you're in your flow. Mm-hmm. So if you can almost batch it, so to speak, and just get them all done, then it's so much easier.
1: Absolutely. So.
0: Okay. So after we found our photographer, what can we expect from there? Like, I know this is one of those, it depends. Every photographer is different in how much they charge, depending on their experience Mm -hmm. or where you
1: live or how many images Mm -hmm. you get. But do you want to just give people like a, a range maybe? Sure. Like you mentioned, it's very dependent on your budget, photographer's experience, what you're planning on doing with the images, if there's going to be commercial work involved, advertising, using it on a, on the cover of a book. But if we're just keeping it to social media, newsletter, website, typically you can expect to spend $500 to $1,000 if you're just doing like a little two-hour session. Um, I will say I have seen, depending on on the location and the scope of work, it's been between $200 and $20,000. It really just depends on like how big your practice is, um, or what you're planning on doing with those images. Like I said, I will say, if you've never done it before and you don't have that much to invest, consider bartering with a photographer that's actually what I, I have a branding session coming up next week and it's a med spa. And I was like, I will knock out these branding images. If you give me some laser hair removal girl. Yeah, So that's what we're doing. That's how I got great. my start was
0: barter. Yeah. Yes. a great opportunity.
1: Absolutely. They can become a repeat client, you know, once yeah. you decide if you appreciate their images or they like your services.
0: Yeah. I would just, my one thing to be aware with that is make sure it is crystal clear, like in writing, like I am going to give you X amount of images for X amount of shooting hours. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, I will give you four health coaching sessions or four <laughs> adjustments. Absolutely. Um, trust me, it'll be because almost always if you don't lay it out that specifically someone's going to end up feeling resentful, it's just the way it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, be super for clear. sure. Don't expect every session to be a barter situation. Like the first yeah. one makes sense if you if you don't have the funds to make it happen, but um, future ones definitely yeah. value the photographer and they'll also value your, your time and your practice.
0: I'm glad you said that. Cause yeah, I t- that's how I totally got my start. So yeah, and it also depends now, I don't know if you offer this, but I know some photographers more and more are starting to offer some video as well. Mm. Um, and something I've been recommending for all of our clients is when you have that professional shoot, grab your iPhone and someone else's iPhone, set up a tripod and just let it roll yes. and grab some of that B-roll type um, background footage that mm-hmm. then can also be used for real. So even if the photographer is not one doing it, and if you don't know what B-roll is, B-roll is literally, you know what it is. You just probably didn't know what it was called. It's those like behind the scenes, like I'm videotaping <laughs> myself typing on my computer and I'm yes. using it as like, I don't even say background footage, but just, like stock footage that's not actual stock, like it's you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so much that you can do with that B-roll footage if you just set up some tripods and just let the camera roll, and you can always tweak it.
1: And you don't need a ton of it. You can you can reuse all that content. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. That's what I always tell. I'm like I always tell my clients. I'm like anything you give us, it's our love language. It's our currency. Any video you give us, we will find something to create it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all what- right.
0: So then. We talked about the number of images. I know typically, or we didn't talk about the number of images, but it's, I know every photographer is different. It might be like a one hour session for 75 images or whatever. So once they do the shoot, do most photographers do it to where like, they let you pick what images you want or is everyone kind of different? Like here's the whole gallery. You get what you want.
1: I would say if they are pricing themselves per employee, it's going to be a little more limited number of images. So if there's kind of looping it all together into let's knock out the headshots, also get the branding content, also get the candidates of you guys working in the office. um, They'd probably limit it to like 10 images per employee Mm. um, on top of whatever candidates and stuff like that. But for me specifically, I don't, I don't limit how many We, we deliver whatever is looking good. And the eyeballs aren't closed. It's not crazy blurry. It's not, you know, completely throwing off the rest of the gallery and it doesn't look consistent for an Instagram feed or a website, then it's going to be delivered.
0: One mistake I made the very first branding shoot I ever did was my photographer did a really warm filter. And I, so not only had Mm -hmm. I already had a spray tan, then she put on this warm filter and I legit looked orange in every single image. And I was like, why did I not just speak up and say, I'm not ever going to use these because I look orange. Yeah. And I did. So just ahead of time, if I had communicated like, Hey, we kind of like this vibe. I don't know. I think that would have been helpful. I don't know as the photographer, what you want to add there.
1: Oh no, I totally agree. And I think branding photography needs to be a little bit cleaner. If you like someone's artistic style and it's very warm or moody is that going to reflect really well on your website? Is that going to look good when a client is looking at your office and it's like dark and funky looking in there? Um, I've noticed the less expensive, the photographer, everyone's been there. All whoever's like less experienced and charges less, including me at one point was very, um, experimental with their editing (laughs) so -hmm. that's probably maybe what you experienced with your photos too and that some people are very like headstrong and won't change their editing style some for branding specifically like me I edited a lot cleaner than what I would deliver for like a wedding gallery it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had but just to completely remove any of that doubt (laughs) with the quality of work that you're going to get delivered I would just try to find someone whose Instagram is very consistent and clean in the photos they're already producing and it would also look really good with your office or yeah, whatever I, place I was just to say that
0: find someone else's page you like and say I like this style of photography yep and just try not to get too trendy with it like for sure if, you know like if, if you have any type of filter that's grainy or you know like that might be trendy cool but like are you gonna love these images years from now so like you said, I just love the clean, mm-hmm. easy. I'd change nothing on any of the ones you did. They were great. I love them. They're my favorite. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to point that out because that's like I said, something I didn't even think to say to the first. And then I was like,
1: oh, I look like an Oompa Loompa and all of these. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you're going between photographer and photographer looking for the best rate and you book one session with this one and you book one with this one, your feed is not going to look consistent because the editing styles are different. And I mean, sure you might think as the business owner, oh, I can just throw this in Instagram and put like a cooler filter on it. But a lot of the photography contracts say you can't be applying any sort of filter. You got to post it exactly how it was delivered. Um, and you don't want any bad blood between your creative team and yourself. So definitely just pick, pick the right photographer from the get-go and kind of work with them consistently.
0: Yeah. And I, we have one client who she gets discounted um, she's, she's almost like an influencer in her town because she agrees to tag the photographer in every post. Amazing. Um, So, I mean, like I said, that's another thing to ask because it really is kind of a pain to make sure you've tagged the photographer every single time, every mm-hmm. single image you ever use in perpetuity. <laughs> so right. that's another, you another know, good thing to have ironed out ahead of time. Okay. So we, we've hired our photographer. We have the date set. What are all of your tips for preparing for the shoot? Because And I won't lie. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. It always stresses me out. It is going to be something that you're like, I got to figure out what outfits I'm going to put on. I got to do my hair and my makeup. But it's always worth it because again, then you're not having to think about, oh, let me stop what I'm doing and snap a picture. So what, right. what are your tips for preparing for a shoot?
1: So let's just go with hair and makeup and, and outfits since we you brought that up. I typically create a gr- a guide that I send that's specific to the industry that you're in. find some inspiration images, find some outfit ideas just to give you an idea what would work. but, I would start with like something that you are so confident in. If it has to be like a yoga set, let's start with that because you want to be able to move comfortably. You want to be able to sit naturally and not feel like things are popping out or some zipper is <laughs> going to come undone. You know what I mean? Yes. So
0: <laughs> I, I would start with something
1: in, that's just Yeah, a graphic tee jeans and
0: yes. I think I had sneakers on. Exactly. And I
1: mean, that first 10-15 minutes of your session, that's really a warm up for you and your photographer. If y'all haven't met before, there's going to be a lot of conversation going, a a couple laughs, maybe we need to have a sip of our coffee while we're kind of working through our poses. So those might be scrap images, but just something that you feel really confident in to begin with is going to set the tone for the rest of the session. And then if you have a uniform, I don't wear a uniform. So I had to search in my head what that word was. (laughs) Do people wear uniforms to work? Who knows? (laughs) Some people do. Yeah. I have some clinics that wear like
0: matching scrubs or, you know, whatever. Cute.
1: Yes. Okay. So if you have that, that's definitely something that you can incorporate. I wouldn't do all the images and scrubs. I would try to reflect your own personality and also your, your audience. Like if you're wanting like a professional athlete to come into your office, you're going to want to look very experienced. You're going to want to have like maybe something a little bit nicer on. Um, If you want the fun young crowd, maybe some funky colors, but you don't have to put on like a facade for the audience that you're trying to attract. They're going to love you for you. So just be yourself with the outfits that you pick. And then another wonderful thing that I would suggest if, unless you're really good at doing your own hair and makeup, but if you are not confident and you feel like you're going to do it that morning and you're going to say, I hate it. And now I hate the way all these images look is if you have the money for it, hire a hair and makeup artist to knock that out for you. Cause that's just going to take out one more little scratch of doubt that might have been in your way before you start your session.
0: I, I feel like I'm pretty well, not how I look right now, but like I did my own hair and makeup for ours and it's so It looks funny. great. Oh, well, I was about to say how many times though have I done this? And every time I go put on more blush than you think you need. And I never do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look at yourself in the mirror, and you think I look like a
1: clown. But
0: then yes. the photo, it tends to wash you out. So oh yeah, do you have any
1: makeup for the ladies? No, I mean I was gonna say for wedding photography, which is what I primarily shoot. All most of the makeup teams will put extra contour, extra blush. It looks a little bit aggressive when you get really close to them. But if you're sitting in the, in the ceremony space, looking at her, she looks great. So same, same thing goes for branding photography.
0: Yeah. More than you think you're going to need. It's uh, every time, every time I'm like, all right, I lay it on extra blush. And then I get the pictures back. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This last, we're just in Nashville, we did some brand shoots at this retreat I went to, and I was like, dang it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we talked about Outfits. One thing I always say with outfits too is like if you're more casual office, like can you just change out, like leave the same pants on and just change your top or you know, throw on a sweater or a jacket or whatever. It just like makes it so much easier,
1: right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then another thing to prepare for the brand shoot, just from you know, a legal standpoint, and I kind of touched on this before, is you do want to make sure that you have some type of social media release. And Anna and I are not lawyers. So do with that with you, Will. You want to Google it. I don't know. You want to hire an attorney. My friend, Lindsay, has some templates. I can link those below. It's going to be different uh, if you are, if it needs to be like a HIPAA release, social media Mm -hmm. release form. One thing we also try to do is get a lot of images without a face, if you can. Um, That's one good thing to tell your, your photographer, because here's why we realized Let's say we're doing a post about chiropractic care and bedwetting for kids. And we've got this mm-hmm. innocent little Jimmy in the photo. And then everyone's like, does Jimmy wet his bed? Uh, you don't know, know what I mean? <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> Look, these are the things you figure out when you've been writing accounts for years, right? You're like, oh, it, you know, you don't like, yes, you have the permission to use that photo, but like, mm-hmm. maybe mom didn't know you were going to use that on a post talking about bedwetting and chiropractic. right? <laughs> so Absolutely. that's why I'd say always, you know, try to get some faceless photos or like the kids turned around backwards or something like that. It's fine to have some with their face in it, but just something to consider. The next thing we want to talk about is posing. We kind of talked about posing a little bit in the beginning, sure. but does the, do you feel like that depends on the experience of the photographer or do you feel like most photographers are pretty well, like pretty well-versed in helping, you know, where to pose, how to pose?
1: I would definitely find someone who is confident in posing individuals. If you're looking at family photographers, if you're looking at wedding photographers, there's a lot of groups, there's a lot of holding on to people. But do we know what to do confidently with our hands by our side? Do we know how to sit people nicely in their chair? Just kind of make sure that they have those images in the gallery before you decide to go with that person. If they do, they're definitely going to have the right prompts and direction to get you through your session. You're not going to have to show up and figure it out yourself. They're going to walk you through the entire day. I love it. That. That's a great,
0: great tip. I, I even have a Pinterest board that I've given to some of my clients. It's, I've Googled like doctor photography or doctor lifestyle photography. I don't remember what all I've mm-hmm. just kind of made like a little Pinterest board of stuff I liked, and you can always show
1: that to your photographer as well. Absolutely. I was going to actually mention Pinterest a little bit in the planning for our session, but like you just mentioned, it's kind of difficult sometimes to look up medical stuff on Pinterest. There's a little bit of censorship sometimes going on with the articles that pop up. At least that's what I've noticed when I was trying to research stuff for our podcast. But if you keep the the terms very generic, blogs will populate and you'll be able to see some examples.
0: Yeah. And when in doubt, like go back to what I said, just do it literally... Pretend it's a normal day, you know, and if you're virtual, it's a normal day in your home office, the normal day in your clinic. Yeah. Like, and just film the stuff, you know, like lifestyle, like day in the life type thing. Mm -hmm. So once we have all these images, you want to talk about some things we can
1: do with all of our images. For sure. I think now that we have images with different outfits. Different locations in the office, maybe some outdoor spaces, maybe some images with your clients in there. I think people are going to be a lot more willing to click through any sort of Instagram post, carousel, Pinterest, blog, anything like that if you're using these images. So use them frequently, use them repeatedly. I would say daily for your social media, weekly for your blogs, monthly for your newsletter. If you are Producing a newsletter and just shift up the caption overlay. If you have something specifically on the image, change the caption in the actual caption, obviously, use them for reels. Just use them all the time.
0: Yeah, I love using them for reels. We'll make little photo montages all the time. And then again, like if you've captured that B roll behind the scenes type video, that's something else that can be used. I will say, so this is different. Like if, if my target audience was a photographer, or graphic designer or whatever, it would be different advice Or you're an interior designer or whatever. But for my audience, I usually, I had somebody ask me, do you always put some type of text overlay over the photo? Mm. I We like to, for our clients, only because the way Instagram is set up, it makes your feed a little more easy to navigate and a little more bingeable. So for example, I always use Dr. Becky at good inside. Do you follow her for the parenting, mm-hmm. like a parenting? Oh my um, gosh. No. Yeah. But I will have to. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I need, I like learn everything cause I have a very strong willed daughter. So Dr. Becky at good inside. And I literally went to her feet and I'm, she probably has a blog, which would have been way easier to look it up. I don't even know, but I'm just such an Instagram person that I was like, oh my gosh, my daughter, when we first moved here, we were dealing with lots of whining and I get it. It was Mm. a big life change. So I'm like, let me go to Dr. Becky's page and see if I can find a post (laughs) about whining. And because every single one of her reels and every single one of her posts is so well labeled, if you will, like, yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about by this. It's just literally, instead of just being a photo of you on Zoom with a client, like on a on a computer, like literally the label could be, Did you know I can see you virtually? Or I don't know. I'm like I'm not thinking. Great. Or <laughs> with our chiropractic example, you know, instead of just showing a pregnant belly, it's like we, you know, or you could do like a specific pain point from pregnancy, right? Like that, that post is about, so it's like, okay, this is about pubic symphysis dysfunction or something like that. So it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like people can Mm -hmm. easily navigate your feed and see what that post is about and click on it versus being like, I wonder what this post is about and having to click on it first to see, does that make sense? Did I explain that? Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) not even being in that, in that realm, I'm not, obviously I'm a photographer. So looking at our feeds, we're not repeating images because it's going to get boring. But having those overlays, I think that's gonna make a huge difference. And I almost want to do it on my stuff.
0: <laughs> well, it just makes it so much like so easy to binge. So like even for you, it'd be like, uh, if the post was about how to pick out family outfit, like you did that great post about how you did the whole fall shoot from Walmart, yeah. items at Walmart. Yeah. It's like, oh, like if I were to go back and like scroll through all of your older posts, it's an easy, it just makes your feet a little more bingeable. So, For sure. Yeah. and we just that. do that in Canva. Um, it is not hard. You don't have to. You definitely don't have to, but it's just something to consider. So,
1: yeah, stick to your brand font though. <laughs> if you can, oh, if you God. have one.
0: Gosh. <laughs> no. Okay. If you don't know, I have a whole free blog post on that as well. Uh, it's how to create a Canva mood board from scratch. It is on mollycahill.com and you can find it in my blog section. Okay. Any uh final things like how can people find you if we want do you you know you're in Savannah but you travel some so tell us about you
1: Yeah I mean you can find me on loveonalisa.com or on Instagram at photo. um I'm based in Savannah like you mentioned um but I travel frequently between Florida and Georgia since that's where I used to live obviously Molly knows that <laughs> Um and I think that's it. Yes. If anyone else did you ask that was it? Yeah, that
0: was it. If you're in Savannah or Pensacola, she can come do your photos. (laughs) If you happen to be there. Absolutely. One last thing, Ana has a worksheet for us. You want to tell us about the worksheet?
1: Yeah, it's actually the worksheet that you filled out for your branding session. And it kind of breaks down, you know, all the details about your brand suite and like your style who your audience is. And if you don't know who that is, it kind of helps you figure that out, what your approach is and who you enjoy learning about on Instagram, see what they do, what they do and how you can do it differently. It just breaks down all of that. So you can have something really nice to give to whatever photographer you decide to work with um, in case they don't have any sort of questionnaire for you to fill out. But yeah, you can um, actually email me at photography at love analisa.com. we'll get that spelled out. We'll <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. It's a long one, um, but just in the subject, put brand breakdown and I'll send you that PDF.
0: Oh, awesome! Thank you so much. Yeah, nice <gasps> for sure. All right, thank you so much. This was super helpful. And as you start to have your brand photography done and you start to use your images, please tag me and let me know or DM me on Instagram. I want to see too. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for hundred dollars off. And Hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast. Well, that's because it's super important these podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce, to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly a Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.